it. Shit. All right, welcome in Couch Guys Sports Podcast of, of course, CouchGuysSports.com, episode 202. Jared Scally, Alan Hegan, no quags again this week. He'll, he'll, he's taking a few weeks. He's got some stuff going on with Blue Blood, and uh, we're here for him. So no, no third chair this week, though. It's just me and Al. Uh, we're just, we're just going to chill and, and talk some sports for a little bit. Um, of course, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. There's other ones out there. Um, all that good stuff as well. Couchguysports.com, Twitch, YouTube, the st- everything. Just, just, just follow. You know what the drill by now. Um, again, we don't have a Twitter at the moment because Twitter's stupid. Uh, so just follow the Couch Guys Sports Twitter handle, and we we putting our episodes there for now. Quags got us suspended. Good job, Quags. Out of Quags. Just get us just, out of Twitter, Joe. Man, figure it out. Just stay hot. That's it. Stay hot. Figure it out. Um, Al, what's up, bud? Uh, I'm just chilling, Jared. Another week. Another week in the life of Couch Guys Sports Podcast. How are you? I'm good. We have real baseball going on. I know. Got the Red Sox real, blanket to represent it. Real baseball. Um, I will admit. So we saw the, um, the the new uniforms, the Red Sox uniforms. Speaking of baseball today, uh, those, like the, the the marathon yellow ones, the yellow and blue. Those things were sexy. See, like, I agree with you. I'm all for that. They got me. I bought it. I bought the hat. Like, I, they sucked me in. But how like, much was how much was the hat? Uh, like thirty bucks. Do you want to hear something crazy? So I was at Fenway this Saturday for the game. I bought this blanket at the game. 40 bucks for this thing. 40 bucks. Fenway, man. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Did you buy the blanket because you were cold? Yes. Oh, it was. My, girl, <laughs> my girlfriend, Courtney, and I were freezing. We were like, yeah, we got to get blankets. And we wasn't, just it like in the thir- wasn't it like in the 30s? It, whatever it was, it was absolute brick out. Like we got into the sun as soon as we could. Awful, awful. Not not a good temperature to watch, but you're at Fenway, so you can't complain. That's very um, true. You're right. You're at Fenway, but <laughs> the amount of outrage for these uniforms on Twitter today, guys, what? do you not know the meaning of them? Like, do you not understand why they did that? Like, they're gonna wear them twice this year. Can we relax? They're gonna it's, wear them the, the weekend of Marathon Monday, Saturday and Sunday, and then on Monday of Marathon Monday, they're gonna wear the the white ones, the white Boston ones that like Ortiz had right that year. Um, mm-hmm. That th- that's that, and that's the only time they're gonna wear them. They're not doing Players Weekend, right? Correct? No, I don't think so. I, I did, that's okay. That's what I thought. I don't know why. I thought I saw something on Twitter. I could be wrong on that, but I, w- I mean, I would love them to do because I want. I would love a jersey just with Kike on it. Like that would be awesome. Kike. Like literally, honestly, the reason why I haven't bought a Kike Hernandez like shirt or something is just because I want Hernandez is a very basic name in baseball, and like I want, I want Kike, like Kike. You'll be disappointed to know that Kike didn't do the Kiki. Do you love me? Walk up music. I was so disappointed. Kiki, man, did you sing it? I asked you to sing it. I tried to sing it. The video wouldn't work. That's a of course. Lie. No, he it's not a lie. It's not a lie. I swear. You can ask. I wish, this was, I wish this was. A, I wish this was a live show because we could like get Courtney to call in. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney, is he lying? Call six one seven seven. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not a live show. Pre-recorded. Um, we are on Zoom. Anyway, she gave her the. I just. I wish I knew her. I wish I had her cell. I just texted her the Zoom info and have her chime in. Um, <laughs> we'll get her on at some point. We'll she get her on at some on. point. I need some Al stories. Some really good Allen stories. Oh, goodness. Um, Only if Laura comes on and tells a Jared story or two. It's got to be even. We can, we, we can do that. I'm not against that idea. Oh, uh, great. We'll figure that out. Um, anyway, I don't know why people are against those uniforms. Like, come on. What are we doing? They're so good looking. And like you said, they're going to wear them, what, twice all year? Twice all three year. Games? Three, three, three games? Three games of the most? 
the meaning of them. Like, get over it. I, and again, they suckered me. I didn't go buy a jersey. I didn't do the jersey even though they're fire. I did buy the, uh, the same style hat, the colored hat, because they're, they're marathon color hats. Like, you can wear that year-round. It's, it's a great hat. I can't believe um, the hat was 30 bucks, though. Actually, that's for a hat. Not terrible for it. Not terrible. Yeah, okay. it, it, it could have been worse. I agree. And, I, and they got me. I bought a new Red Sox sweatshirt while it was on there, too. You know, why not? <laughs> so we got some new stuff. We got some new Red Sox gear coming. We'll wear, we'll, wear, we'll wear it on the pod one night. We'll show it off. Um, anyway, we do have Red Sox to talk, so we can start there. No weekly dump because, honestly, I don't want to do it. Um, so we're just going to jump right into the show. So with the Red Sox, the big news, Eduardo Rodriguez, we talked about it. But I think we talked about it on this show last week, too. Um, hurt later on in spring training. Didn't make his opening day start. Went on the 10-day injured list, and he's coming back. I told you this, Al. It's just a 10-day thing. No worries. He's coming back, and he is. Uh, Core today announced that he's going to be activated and pitch against Baltimore, who they just got swept by. Idiots. Um, but they won their first game against the race, so they're going in the right direction. But Eduardo Rodriguez is coming back. Um, and their decision tonight, Tuesday, as we record this, whatever today's date is, Tuesday, April 6th, mm-hmm. as I look, um, Tanner Houck will be in the bullpen tonight, available. And then he is going down to Worcester when Eduardo Rodriguez gets, needs his roster spot back. Um, our thoughts on that decision. Clearly, Corey had his predetermined. He was going down. Um, he, he wasn't supposed to make – also, he wasn't supposed to make the open day roster. He, he was going down originally. He made the roster because of Erod's injury. After one game watching him pitch, thoughts? Why? why? That's all I have to say. Why the move? Because if you want to go just based on, you know, recent stats, Tanner Houck, who I was fortunate enough to see live at Fenway, five innings, two runs. He kept the Red Sox in that game. His delivery, very similar to Chris Sale from the right-handed side. Very violent delivery, but still, good breaking ball. Slider. Oh, that thing That thing is a Frisbee. Like, if you thought Ottavino's slider was like a Frisbee, this thing was moving. Ooh-hoo. But you have Tanner Houck. He's a guy that can get you immediate success right now. I understand you have a long-term plan for him. Keep him in the rotation. Nick Pavetta pitched very well against the Rays last night. I think he gave up – what did he give up? Two runs? I No, he, no. I think he threw a shutout. He threw a shutout. Yeah, five shutout innings. So, you have Pavetta. You have Hauk. You bring back Rodriguez. Obviously, Martin Perez is going to go tonight. We'll see how he's going to be. He's going to be your number five starter. So, what is the – and Garrett Richards, oh, my goodness. Send this guy in the first flight to the moon. My goodness, get him out of here. Get him off my team. I don't care. I don't care about spin rate. I don't care about any of that. Two innings, six runs, Jared? I'm sure you watched that. Let me ask you this, Jared, real quick. Going into that game, when you knew Garrett Richards was getting the ball, mm-hmm. did you say to yourself right away, they're going to lose? Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially, too, right? Eovaldi, who I forgot to mention, too. Eovaldi and Hauk did their jobs starting and keeping the Red Sox in those games. So they were yeah, due for a bad, bad offense. Bad offense. And yep. they were – right, and they were due for a bad start. Sure enough, Garrett Richards gets them out of the game by the third inning. So yep. it, it's disgusting. I mean, if you can go forward for now and have Rodriguez – Ivaldi, Hauk, Pavetta, Perez, I'm okay with that. And Chris Sale comes back, then you can make the, ter- the determination from there. No reason for Tanner Hauk to go down right now, period. No. He – I look – it's so intriguing to me, the ability to when, – when Chris Sale comes back, just as the Tanner Hauk situation, to have Tan- Chris Sale go one day and then, like, say, two days later in the same series, have Tanner Hauk, basically same arm slot, nasty slider, go two days later. Tanner Houck's the real deal. Like, and I think people kind of assumed he was when they got him. Um, they just knew he had some work to do. 
this goes, this isn't just a, this year spring training thing Al. like oh. this goes back to end of like last year, like Red Sox had no pay. I know. Okay. I know a lot of you probably didn't watch last year. They sucked. It was a short season. The stiff Ron Renneke was managing the team. Like you didn't watch, you had other things to take care of. Um, and I think part of their issue too, was that the Celtics and Bruins were happening in the bubble um, because everyone season, you know what I mean? So like there was a lot going on. The Red Sox just didn't get attention last year. Tanner Houck's success goes back to last year. And watching that you and me watching him right now aren't really surprised by this because we watched last year. We were stupid and watched all their games last year when they sucked. And we know that this kid can pitch. I know for a fact this decision to put him down is just a, well, we didn't think he was ready coming into spring training. And so we're sticking with that. Like, if, right. And if anything, it was a continuation, like you said, from last year. It's a guy that was expected to take a big step up in this rotation. He doesn't have to be the ace. He doesn't have to be the number two. But if you can have him be a middle to end of the rotation starter, then that's a win for the Red Sox in this case. Yep. Yeah. And, and from, a, from a staff and from an organization that doesn't have a ton of pitching depth, right? Don't tell me that he's your depth piece and you're going to keep him in Worcester. Like, no, let Nick Pavetta be your depth piece. Let Garrett Richards be your depth piece if you need a spot starter. And let, let Richards rot away in the bullpen and maybe send someone else down you don't care about. Like, I think Tanner Houck is the last person you send down right now because he's one of the few that actually have been pitching well. Um, I'm shocked that he does this. And, and Core's thing was, like, yeah, he looks – Core basically said, like, he looks good, but that doesn't mean he just checked all the check boxes. Okay, what other check boxes do you need to check to not go back to Worcester? Like – Maybe, maybe the control, maybe because he only threw like high 50, low 60% strike percentage. But other than that, I can't really think of anything else. And then you compare it to Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, and even Pavetta. Maybe Pavetta threw better because he had the shutout innings, but like Tanner Houck's stuff looks better than most right now on the staff. Like his stuff looks good. The runs he did that did let the score like weren't necessarily his fault, right? Like if it wasn't for like he had a couple of situations. I think Xander made an error, which cost them a couple runs the next pitch. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it was an earned run, but was it he he made the pitch to get out of the inning? Like that game really wasn't on him. He pitched phenomenally. And so it's like, oh. okay, you're gonna send him down to Worcester for that? Like, come on. Right. And and so here's a little stat for you too from Pete Abraham three days ago. Tanner Houck in 19 MLB innings, Jared. You ready for this? One earned run, 25 strikeouts in 19 like innings. That sounds like a triple-A pitcher. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that sounds like a guy that deserves a demotion. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, why is this even – again, why is this even a discussion? Like, you have Tanner Houck that's 24 years old. He's going to be in the future in your rotation for probably the next 10 years if you play your cards right. Garrett Richards is here on a one-year $10 million deal. He's not going to be here after 2021. He's going to be gone. Yeah. Oh, so use it. Like you said, use Richards as your death piece and keep developing Tanner Houck to be that frontline starter that you hope he's going to be within the next like five years. And see, I think where you at with Tanner Houck, like Red Sox, like, yeah, we're developing for the future, but you're also playing for now. Like this team isn't that bad. Like Red Sox Twitter decided to explode on them again. Of course, you lose three games to the Orioles and everyone's like, Oh, see, they're going to win like two games this year. Baseball season's over. Chill people. Chill. But you look at Tanner Howe, it's like, he can win now. He's good for you. If you're trying to win and make a playoff spot, that's good for you now. We got to get to 81 wins. Me and I'll have money on it. <laughs> and if you're looking for the future, you got to let him pitch. Let him pitch. Why are you going to send him to Worcester to face inferior players? He's going to look like a stud down in AAA. Like, if he goes down and plays the season in Worcester, or most of it, his numbers are going to be so good because he's going to run through the AAA system. Like, he is a major league pitcher. He should be on the roster, and I'd rather him 
be a low-end rotation guy on this team, developing with Cora, watching him eyefully, than sending him down to freaking Woo Sox land at Polar Park and having him just rip through everybody every time. Because you know what? Alice Stuff's good enough. He's going to rip through AAA lineups. Exactly. Like, he'll probably go seven innings, give up maybe one run, two hits. with like Almost every nine, start. Yeah, with nine strikeouts. Like, it's, it's not even going to be fair. And by the way, the thing too, while Tanner Houck's down there, assuming he does go down there because it sounds like he's going to be going down yep. to Worcester on Thursday. Maybe you can find Michael Chavis and ask how he's doing down there and if he thinks he should be down there too. God, those, both those guys have done everything right. Chavis I get, but like if Bobby Dahlbeck keeps struggling, there's an argument to switch it, right? Send, like, him, uh, send him down. And, and that's a good second conversation to this. Like Bobby Dahlbeck has a couple days off. He's supposed to be in the lineup again tomorrow, according to Cora. And he's working on things that had him not really a great streak towards the end of spring training and now, right? He's been hitting like crap. Um, if it continues another like week, send him down to Worcester, bring Chavis up, give Chavis a shot, and, and Chavis, who has played the big leagues and proven he can do it, let the ice horse rake up here, let Dahlbeck figure it out. Like there's no rush on Dahlbeck because you have options. You have Chavis who can play first base. Um, there's And Marvin Gonzalez who can play first base. Like you don't need Bobby Dahlbeck to be the guy this year. Now, do I wish he could be the guy? Yes. He came up in a great situation the other day chance to like hit a three-run bomb didn't of course he struck out but Bobby Dobbuck's gonna have his chances you need to get him right now if the two days helped if they figured something out and he comes back and rakes fine leave him up but he needs with Cora I think Bobby Dobbuck needs to be on a short leash because you have Chavis there who did absolutely everything right in spring training and it just at that point just needed to be a you were not a man out situation yeah Chavis kind of got a raw end of the stick kind of deal I mean Second base looks like it's going to be filled. First base is going to be filled. Outfield is filled. So, really, there's no spot for him, I mean, unless he's a spot starter. But other than that, I mean, Chavis offensively can maybe give you a little bit of a spark on days when it's needed. But other than that, you know, maybe there's still a trade down the pipeline for Michael Chavis. I, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. High and Bloom, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Chavis was dealt before the deadline somehow. I just – I don't know why. Um. Yeah, no, see, I, I think with Chavis, um, he, he is a really good trade piece. And I think for that, for them, um, I think that's kind of what they're banking on, right? Like, I think they're leaving him down there. He's going to rake. People know he can play in the majors. Um, and if he comes up for Dahlbeck and keeps hitting, then that's even more of a trade. They want Dahlbeck long-term. I don't even think they really want Chavis long-term. It's kind of been obvious. Like, if they wanted Chavis long-term, he would be on the roster. They would have figured it out, right? So – I think with Chavis, this team's going to be better than people think. I think people need to relax. Um, three games. I know it's the Orioles, but, like, your offense didn't hit at all, and that was the problem, really. Like, pitching – only game that was awful pitching-wise was Garrett Richards. Like, if the Red Sox hit, they'd be 2-1 and one right now. So, like – Yes. Or actually 3-1 and because they beat the race. So, like, they'd be 3-1 and one right now if they just hit the damn ball. So, and, and, I'm not worried yet. And honestly, you know why they didn't hit the ball? Because they didn't have freshly groomed balls. Oh. Because is there anything better, Jared? And obviously, we know opening day's pass. So for the crowd that's like, oh, opening day is already done. Shut up and deal with it. Is there anything better than the freshly mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day or just in general at Fenway, Jared? You know that smell is the freshly mowed oh, grass at Fenway. Beautiful. Isn't beautiful. it? Mm. It's great. You got to experience it on Saturday. I did. I did. It was mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. How about freshly groomed balls, though, Jared? Because our sponsors at Manscaped, they're the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, and they are here to strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game, and Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men, 
worldwide. Join the movement. Or for women, if you want to get a gift for your man. Yes, Jared. I'm one of them. I you are one of them. This morning, it was a beautiful scenario. It was and beautiful. Look, and you know what's even better, Jared? You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. I'm telling you, these products, they're not a joke. They're so easy to use. And I have all the confidence in the world with the best tools for the job at Manscaped. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team, how long do you think they spent on this, Jared? Oh, hours. Hours. Got to get it part. Got to get it right. Try 18 months. A year and a half. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, which is the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Because of their ceramic blade and, and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced with a close shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's the sweet spot in every way for my balls, if you know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant to keep your ball sticking to your leg from end to end. What a curveball from the norm when I'm at the ball game. This stuff is legit. Maybe it's like Tanner Houck slider. Never know. Hmm. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, and Jared, I know you and Quags have said it many times on this podcast, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. Absolutely. Guys, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah. It's almost golf season here. In, actually, it is golf season here in New England. They're great for a, walk, a stroll around 18, man. They, 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 they protect you. They are. Or if you're playing softball or doing something recreational, they're great for all occasions. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the newly refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. Got it right here for you. Have you gotten yours yet? I did. Good. It's a beautiful thing. It smells lovely. It does smell it lovely. Good stuff. Yeah. Man, with, if, if I smelled it on you, Al, whew, we're boy. coming. We're oh, coming. boy. Oh, boy. Don't tempt me with a good time. With the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped's formulas, this cologne is the perfect complement to the collection. Talk about the ultimate utility man. Manscaped is like the, uh, let's say, Mookie Betts of ball trimmers or Mike Trout or Fernando Tatis, whoever you want to throw in there. Oh, RIP Tatis' season. Oh, I know. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Hit the balls out of the park this season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code COUCHGUY20. Baseball is back, so do not let your pubes get out of whack. Mm. Thank you to Manscaped. Great sponsors of Couch Guy Sports in general, too. Couch Guy 20. 20% off free shipping. What a great deal. That's an unbelievable deal. For all that stuff, dude, I, I tell people it's very underrated. The ball deodorant, it's just, it's different. It does. This morning I showered to get ready for my work day. Manscaped with the because it's on the charger, right? It's on the charger. Mm -hmm. Super easy. Just taunts it. Ta I tell this every time. It literally taunts you if you do not grab it when you know you have a little business to take care of downstairs. Yeah. Grab it in the shower with a little light. But then I also had to get ready for the day, so I popped a little ball deodorant on, and I felt fresh. Listen, don't be fools. Go get the right tools. Plain and simple. For your family jewels. See, we, we know what we're doing. It's Look fine. at that. Look at that. Manscaped. Check them out. Good friends. Good friends of Couch Guy Sports. Yes. All right. Are we good with the Red Sox talk? Yeah, I think we're good. I think we can move on. Okay. Like I said, I'll be deb debuting some new Red Sox swag on this podcast because in the triangle, we don't do video. So uh, it'll be, sure. I'll, I'll make sure to wear it for this podcast and show it off. I can't wait. I'm excited. 
Um, Shout Fanatics, not a sponsor of the show, just where I got it from. So, Shout Fanatics. Um, all right, second topic of the night. The Jets. Yes, those Jets. Uh, they have traded, traded, traded Sammy Darnold, Sammy D, their former third round, third overall pick, first round, third overall quarterback to the Carolina Panthers for a few picks, a few draft picks. One of them's first over, one of them's first round. Is it all first round picks? No. No, I, I think it's second, fourth, and sixth, if I'm not mistaken. I can double check okay. that. Yeah, I don't remember the picks. But either way, they're getting three draft picks for a 23-year-old quarterback, right? 25? Whatever, however. He's not he's young. Very young quarterback. And this all but assures, first of all, that the Jets are taking a quarterback at number two. Um, Mr. Zach Wilson out of BYU. Most sure. likely will be a Jet. So the, the, so the final trade was Sam Darnold to the Panthers. And in exchange, the Jets get a 2021 six-rounder and 2022 second and fourth rounders. Okay. Two, four, and six for a future a franchise quarterback. Guys, Sammy Darnold is going to rake. Is going to just fire on all cylinders in Carolina. You have a former college coach in Matt Rule who always, has always loved Sammy D. Yep. Um, Teddy Bridgewater reportedly might go back. Um, it sounds like they basically said you can go facilitate a trade if you'd like. If you'd like, if you, there's a place where you can go that you might want to start, you can think you can start, you can facilitate the trade, but we're open to bringing you back if you want to come back it, and it, like it, try to compete for the job. He, he's going to look in all, all scenarios Every, for a trade. He's, he's, he's got Bill on speed dial somewhere. Bill, you want me? I'm, I'm, I'm open again. I'm, I'm, I, can come, I can come up there. There are three teams that I have in mind for Teddy Bridgewater, but continue on, and then I'll tell you afterwards. Go ahead. So, Sammy Darnold is now a Carolina Panther. First of all, they just got their future quarterback. And I, and I heard this point earlier. I think it was – I forget who brought it up. I think it was Skip Bayless maybe? I don't remember. Someone brought it up and basically said they are primed now to be the kings of the NFC South in short order. You have Sammy Darnold who's going to do well in that system – in the same division as the Saints, who just lost their franchise quarterback and is now banking on Jameis Winston. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, I know they have Tom Brady, but how much longer really is he going to play? And then you have the Atlanta Falcons, who are tied to Matt Ryan um, and are in shambles since the Patriots beat them after being down 28-3. to So, Carolina Panthers are primed to be the kings of that division once Tom Brady's done. Now, granted, the Bills have been saying that for years, and it finally happened this year, but like... The Bills have been preaching that for the last 10 years. So yes. who knows how long Brady actually kicks it. But, like, when Brady's done, and even this year, I think Sammy Darnold makes the Panthers the second-best team in that division. I think so. But because the, how, the, good, how good is Jameis Winston really for the Saints? Like, can the Saints really do well without Drew Brees, even though the roster's loaded? Like, I, 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 this is what I'll say. If Jameis Winston got his eyesight fixed, like he, they said in the offseason, and he can actually see where he's throwing, then as long as he's not 30 and 30 – then maybe he can have the Saints competing for a playoff spot. But yeah, the Panthers are now like close to the Saints, though, is my, in my opinion. Because they, you still have Christian, you bring in Sammy Darnold, who is legit. I think he's a franchise guy, and you still have Christian McCaffrey, um, who people just didn't play a lot last year. He was hurt, so like those guys are talented, uh, and they showed it last year. It's just Teddy Bridgewater clearly isn't the guy. They, so the only thing that stinks though is they lost Curtis Samuel in the offseason to Washington. So there goes did. a top receiver. So they that's did. the only thing. And who's who's even their tight end? I don't know who their tight end is anymore. Uh, it was it, it was Olsen for years. It was Greg Olsen for a number of years. Yeah, I'm not sure who it is now. But so here's the thing. 
going back to Teddy Bridgewater for a sec, because we know where Sam Darnold stands. He's going to be Carolina starter. You don't make a trade like that, Jared, if you're not to planning on the guy. To compete for the job. like that. Yeah, he's, he's going to be the starter. If you're Teddy Bridgewater, there's three teams that I'm going to try to contact or have my agent try to contact. The first team I'm going to try to contact, the San Francisco 49ers. Because the 49ers are going to need a quarterback. I don't care what they say. They just traded up to three. They want a veteran in that, in that, um, in that QB room. And by the way, Jared, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make over $20 million. Teddy Bridgewater is making close to 17. But would you rather have a younger guy and a guy that's a little bit cheaper? Or would you rather have an older guy that has this stigma about him where he gets injured? I mean, for me, I'm taking the younger guy, personally. Mm-hmm. And you traded for number three. So you're taking a quarterback. You're probably going to take – Sounds like Mac Jones. It's probably going to be Mac Jones. So if you really want, next year you can have Teddy Bridgewater and Mac Jones in your QB room. That's not terrible. So that's one scenario. The second scenario, and I think, I, I think you know where I'm going with this one, New England Patriots. They had interest in Bridgewater last offseason. They did. Now, I know that you invested in Cam, but if you want to give him some competition, bring in Teddy Bridgewater. See what he can do. I'm not saying it's going to happen. If you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, the Patriots point, is that them not trading up for a quarterback? Like, are they, are they trading for Teddy Bridgewater instead of drafting a quarterback in the first round? I think so, because then – No, then no. Because okay. I want them drafting a quarterback first round. This, it all lines up for them to draft a quarterback. And we'll it, talk to you about it. We'll talk about it. But, like, it, it all lines up. It all lines up. And, and the third team, and I'm going to give friend of the show, Diego Galvis, the credit here because he's the one who came up with the idea, and I thought it was Diego. actually a really good idea. Teddy Bridgewater to the Houston Texans because there's a quarterback down there that's facing a lot of scrutiny right now. Deshaun Watson, don't know if he's going to end up playing next year because he might, he might get some charges against him. He has charges coming against him, but he might actually have to go to court and have to go through all the yeah. legal procedures and everything else. So the Texans are going to need a quarterback. They're rebuilding. So who's to say that Casario doesn't say, hey, let's call Carolina and see what we can get for Teddy Bridgewater. Because they're yep. making moves. They're, they're a team that I've said before. They're making moves. I know it's a rebuild, but they're making moves in the right direction. For sure. Yeah. Casario knows what he's doing. Like, he does. He's a patriot. He knows how to run his team. It's just he's starting with crap. So And people leaving. And, like, J.J. Watch has left and all this stuff. So, like, he's dealing with a rebuild, and which is fine. But that's what Casario wanted. So – Houston will be good in a couple years as long as they find their quarterback. I like that fit. That's a good fit. Um, I don't see him coming here only because they could have had him last year. Yeah, I know. I, I don't personally see it either, yeah. but it's a possibility. And for me, I look at this and think, okay, the Carolina Panthers just traded out, basically just traded for Sam, Sammy Donald, and they basically said, okay, we're not going to take a quarterback at what, what are they picking? Six? Seven, eight, something Seven. Like that. I think I liked a tweet or something. Let me go check real quick. So, but. so, so with that, right? So now uh, the, the obvious happens, okay? Number one, Jacksonville. And while you look that up, I got you covered. Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence. We all know that. Yep, I have it. Okay. Zach Wilson's going to, to, to the Jets. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's been a lot of reports, a lot of links. Zach Wilson's going to end up a Jet on draft day. The 49ers are going to take a quarterback. It's probably going to be Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. Atlanta at four. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Arthur Blank has come out and said that he's committed to Matt Ryan for at least the next year or so. So I don't know if Atlanta, like you said too, the NFC South besides the Bucs 
it's open for a, a potential open. playoff spot. And if, for, and if they've had some, they added some talent last year, the, the Falcons. So like if they are committed to Matt Ryan, which I mean, I still think he's a good quarterback. Um, and they can, they can trade that pick and get some assets for it to build around him for a one more push. Um, and you know, they probably feel wrong. Like they, they knew they had it. They had a Super Bowl title in their grasp. So like, right. they, they, they want to try it again. And, and I think they could do it with Matt Ryan. They got him there in the first place. So I see the Falcons point. If they really don't want a quarterback, why not trade out? Right. And so now with that being said, you have that pick at 15. Who's to say that Belichick and the Patriots organization doesn't say to Atlanta, Hey, listen, buddy, pal, we need the number four pick. We need a quarterback. You guys aren't going to be taking a quarterback. Whoever you want is probably still going to be there at 15 because they're just going to drop and drop and drop. Make the trade. Be smart here. Give you some assets. Give you like 15, a couple second rounders, a, maybe a third rounder somewhere, and call it a day. Literally. And then when you move up to four, you're either going to get Justin Fields or you're going to get Trey Lance. Or Mac Jones. If they don't, if the, if the matter, you're, t- you're getting one of those three quarterbacks. But, do you, but, but do, do you – answer me this honestly. Do you really want Mac Jones here? Kind of, yeah. Really? Yeah. I think Over, over the other two? Over the other two? Yeah, I think Mac Jones is really just underrated. People are like, oh, he sucks. He's, he's only the product of Alabama. Because Alabama's a pro offense. Like, he's a, in your, he's a pocket passer who can be mobile when he needs to be. That is like the Patriots MO to a T. Like, so, why not just, so why not Justin Fields then? I'm fine with that too, but I th- Mac Jones just won a national title and proved he can win it with Alabama's offense. That's basically Patriots. That, that's okay. That's, that's a fair point. I want but Mac like, Jones, but I don't think you're going to get him. Cause I think the 49ers will take him. You have, you have the draft list up in front of you, right? I just have the order. So like I, okay. I, I yeah. so, so we did the first four. So do just do five through 14. So number five, yeah. I believe Cincinnati. Five is prob- Cincinnati. You have Joe Burrow. You're going to pick somebody. So you're going to go offensive line there to probably protect him. Yeah. Be my number guess. six is Miami. You're not, you have Tua. They're going to stay. Yeah. They just worked like a magic to get to six. They yeah, just traded a million different ways. They're not going quarterback. They're going to be at six. And they're going to stay there because they just traded up to be at six. So clearly they want someone there. Pitts, whoever it may be. Um, Detroit is at seven. They're not moving, but they have Goff. So clearly they believe in Goff. Not, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Correct. Number eight, Carolina. No longer needs a quarterback. You just traded for Sammy Darnold. Yep. Uh, number nine, Denver. TBD. Yep. Uh, they have Drew Locke, who they clearly believe in. But like, and I think he legit is legit. Like, but they clearly are not against drafting a quarterback. Right. Um, Dallas, no question. They have Dak, Payton, New York, New York Giants are behind Danny Jones. Giants. Yep. Uh, Philly has Jalen Hurts. Yep. Who they just at twelve? Uh, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. They're not going anywhere with him. Stud. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. who they're probably not moving on from. So, so all so, those teams. So all those teams you yeah. just mentioned. Right. All those teams you just mentioned, except for Denver, who is like you said to be determined. Who knows what they like with Drew Locke? If and if Denver especially doesn't go quarterback, you need to trade up. You need to say to yourself, okay. And you can and you can outbid Denver. Like I think you absolutely. have more trade. You have more if you really want to get to four, you can pull it off. Absolutely. And you know what? Don't be surprised if one of these teams, whoever they trade with, don't be surprised if Atlanta maybe they maybe the Patriots throw Stephon Gilmore in on that trade. Because he's going into no, his last year. I think they're going to keep him. If they, if I they, hope they do. They, I really all these do. moves, Al, all these free agents that the whims of spending, like they want, they're going to at least for another year and, and make a push. They want to be a good team. They, they're not selling here. So at this point, I think, and, and Gilmore's liked tweets on Twitter of like, oh, we should stay. We'd love to have Gilmore back. It makes sense to bring him back. He really does want to be here, I think. Um, I, I he think so too. Play for, he just doesn't want to play for $7 million. 
which I don't blame him. He's a former defensive player of the year. He shouldn't be yeah. playing for $7 million. Because, like, you look at this situation, Denver's the only – and even if Denver wants a quarterback, like, if they trade up to four to get somebody, say Denver gets that trade, worst-case scenario. They're drafting one of those guys. Who else on that list is going to get a quarterback? No one. Who else – you know what I mean? Like, you have, you have a chance where, say San Francisco takes Mac Jones and, say, Trey Lance goes four to Denver. Doesn't Justin Fields have a chance to slide to 15? Like mm-hmm. no one on that list wants a quarterback. No one else need, needs to take a backup. The only reason why Justin Fields would not slide in that situation is because some team would go, well, I don't want the Patriots to get him. That's it. That's the That's only the reason. Only reason. So like, maybe if you don't make that trade, you think he's going to slide. Someone, you're going to get one of those guys to slip. And if not, you might be trading up to like, maybe you trade with Carolina to get up to eight. And, and maybe, or maybe you trade um, with someone else to get a little higher where you know you're going to get your guy, but it's not trading a four. Um, right. Now, granted, I want them to trade the four. Like, trade your assets, go get a damn quarterback, get Cam's ass out of here, and move on. I, like, I'm tell- and there's one, there's one team in that top ten, Jared, that I think people aren't talking about that the Patriots could trade with, and I think that's the Lions. Because you just said it. The Lions have Jared Goff. They're going forward with them. Lions are picking seven, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lions are probably going to want somebody that I think could fall to 15. So if I'm the Patriots, I might call Detroit to see if you can well, get seven. There's two things with Detroit that are intriguing. One, the Matty Patricia connection, right? There's, he clearly didn't have any bad blood in that building, according to what people have said. So in that case, and now Matt, Matt Patricia's here. He's filling that Casario role. He's in the front office. So Matt Patricia has some rumblings to potentially call Detroit. And if you're Detroit, you're clearly rebuilding with a psychopath coach. So yeah. don't you want the assets? Over, over pick number seven is someone if is someone at seven you're going to really take matter more than two extra draft picks right versus what one already like if you can get to 15 get a guy you like and get two more at this that's point a, that's detroit, a win yeah detroit needs assets detroit needs people bodies to rebuild so like detroit's a great option too there's there's so many paths and thoughts that this this year it lines up so well for the patriots to trade up that if Bill was ever going to trade up in any goddamn draft ever, this is this, this is, is the year. one. This you need a quarterback. Year. There's a there's going to be a few options available for a trade up, and there's only one team ahead of you that needs a quarterback. And, 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 and they might not even need a quarterback. And listen, knows, they, right? No, you're right. And listen, I don't want to hear from these other people. Oh, there's some gems in the second, third round. Kyle Trask, Kellamond, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, give me a break. Like, I mean, Kyle Trask, okay. I'll give him – I think Kyle Trask is going to be a decent NFL quarterback. But, like, if you can get Trey Lance or Justin Fields or even Mac Jones, again, whoever doesn't get picked by San Francisco, those are all – I think those are all legitimate NFL-ready quarterbacks. Yeah, I, th- I agree with that. I do. And if you, and if you want – and if Bill Belichick's the type of guy, we know this. He, he's not a fan of rookies unless they're for sure. If you want to draft, say, Trey Lance or Justin Fields for a year – like, I think Mac Jones is the most NFL-ready quarterback out of those three. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are on their own level. They're both ready to play. But, like, out of those three, I think Mac Jones is the most NFL-ready now, and that's just because of Alabama. Those three, though, if you tell me you're going to take Justin Fields or Trey Lance, sit him, for behind, sit him behind Cam for a year to let him learn the system, get to know things, and then sit him out, I'm fine with that because – you let Cam play for another year. Maybe he'll, he'll he's on a one-year deal. He's on incentives. He knows he's if he, if you draft that kid, you know he's not. He knows he's not here long term. He's right. playing for another job, and there's options, right? Like if he if Cam plays well this year, you have a kid behind him, and then who knows next year with Cam, right? The the, the the New Orleans Saints might still need a quarterback. The Chicago Bears will definitely still need a quarterback because they only brought in Andy Dalton. Like 
there's going to be other teams next year that still need a quarterback. So if Cam has a, a younger kid behind him, it's is in his best interest to perform and be a good teammate, which attracts a contract somewhere else. He, he knows he's not here long-term. I bet you Cam's probably shocked he's even back, period. So right, even, it, it, just, it makes too much sense this year to draft up for a quarterback, especially after this Carolina trade for Sammy Darnold. There's nobody in front of you really that's going to get in your way if Atlanta really wants to trade that pick. Right. You trade up, you get your guy, you let Cam be the guy for a little bit. And my guess is if that happens, Cam, uh, whoever you draft is probably the starter week four or five. And here's the thing, too. For all the Patriots fans out there that are backing up Cam Newton, I can understand, you know, and you have legitimate gripes. He got COVID last year, didn't know the playbook, didn't know the system. Fine, whatever. I, I can give you all that. Guys, he's only signed for a one-year deal. He signed for a one-year deal in 2020. He signed for another one-year deal in 2021. Jared, you just said it best. He's not the long-term answer. If he, was he, knows, the long-term, he's the long, he knows he's not the long-term answer. And he knows it, too. If mm-hmm. he got like a three- or four-year deal, it's like, okay, fine. This is the answer for the next couple of years, whatever. We got to roll with it. If you have the chance to upgrade or if you have the chance to develop a quarterback with all the offensive weapons that you just got in the NFL free agency, wouldn't you do it? Because like, think, think about this, too, Al. Like, think about next year. Say Justin Fields. Justin Fields, Hunter Henry, Joku Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. That's a fire offense. Or, even, or Trey Lance. You give them a year to learn the system. You give them some time. Let them get to know their teammates. You let Cam play with some of those guys. Clearly, those guys want to play with Cam, too. Like, this isn't a one-way street here. Like, those right. guys have come in and said, I'm excited to play with Cam. I can't wait to play with Cam. Like, Cam is still Superman in everybody's eyes on that team. I know. So, I know. Him, no, but I know. But, like, this is the kind of the Befix scenario. Those guys signed to play with Cam is really my belief. Obviously, Hunter Henry got paid. But, like, all the other guys, I think, signed to play with Cam. Um, you look at – you're playing for Bill Belichick. Cam Newton's your quarterback. If he plays really well this year, great. We all win. If he sucks, those players see who he really is. And now you, you have the young kid you're developing a relationship with and go, oh, that kid can ball. That kid's going to throw the ball to me. And now they're excited for next year. This is, all these signings were not a this-year thing. They were a long-term plan, and all the signings made sense to – Cam is a small deal. Sidham will not be here, and they're going to draft a guy. This, this draft, if, they, if we come out here April 30th or whatever, that's the day after the first round, I think, and we sit here and go, the Patriots didn't trade up, or they didn't get a quarterback in the first round, I don't know what to say at that point because it, 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 stars are aligning for them to – and Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold is out of the division. He, he went to the one team probably that was the biggest threat ahead of you to take a quarterback and be your threat to trade up with Atlanta who probably wouldn't have done it because they're in division, but get my point. Mm. They're gone. They, trade, they, they literally helped you give you room to trade up. You're going to have options at quarterback. You're going to be able to get one of those guys because not a lot of teams ahead of you. We just did it now. Not a lot of teams ahead of you need a quarterback. You're going to have options to take. You're going to be able to get Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or Justin Fields at some point in that first round if you really want to. And you should want to for your future, see? Unless you think that, like, this kid from North Carolina is going to be, like, the real deal next year, Spencer, whatever his last name is. Mm-hmm. I, don't know what his, I don't know what his last name is, but he's supposed to be really good, too. But this is the year to do it. Go out there, get a young quarterback, develop him. He becomes the starter in 2022. Maybe he becomes a starter at the end of the 2021 season. Get him ready, and let's get back to winning. Winning and, and competing – for the playoffs and competing for Super Bowls because you don't just load up like you just did if you're Bill Belichick if your mind's not back on winning. Plain and simple. Imagine, I don't know what week it is, but the Bucks come to town, 
Tom Brady v. Justin Fields. Oh, man. Tom Brady v. Trey Lance. Right, old guard, the old guard versus the, the successor. Oh, man. That, that feels like a Joe Montana, Steve Young kind of deal where you have the guy that's won the Super Bowls coming in and can do no wrong. You have the young guy that can do everything wrong, even if he plays a perfect game. I bet you Bel- Belichick wouldn't play the kid that game, whoever they draft, if they draft somebody. That kid doesn't play that game. I hope not. That, that's a lot of mental. That's a lot of mental. The whole crowd's going to be rooting for Brady. Of course. So that, that's a lot of that's a lot of stress on a kid. You play Cam in that game. Uh, look, I think all the signs are pointing to Cam Newton be the guy day one. Um, I think every Patriots fan that hasn't accepted that yet, just get over it. Like Cam Newton is the Patriots quarterback. Uh, it's the moves they're making to draft the next guy is what they're doing. And may, maybe they get, are able to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it's not feeling likely. Maybe they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. But then if they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, they're still drafting a kid. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm torn to think they would if they brought in Teddy Bridgewater because you're probably, you might be trading. Actually, you probably wouldn't have traded the 15th overall pick to get Teddy Bridgewater. Probably not. Because um, they don't need him. But you're not trading. That's a lie. I don't think you can trade and still get up because if you trade for Teddy Bridgewater, you're trading some of the assets you'd probably need to trade up to get like the fourth pick. So, Al, what do you, what do you think happens? Is it, does this help enough? Does, and then we're going to wrap it up. Does this help enough to think the Patriots are definitely trading up now? No, because it's Bill Belichick and we never know what's behind, behind the, like, mm. like you would think in most situations. Yes. But again, it's Bill Belichick. Imagine if they just trade out of the first round. Like, nah, we're good. That that's a possibility, unfortunately. Uh, no, I think like worst case scenario, they're picking at fifty. Yeah, um, there's there's enough talent in this draft; they can get a real game changer at fifteen if they go defense. Even like people are gonna crap on them if they go. I will if they go defense at fifteen and don't make a move and don't figure out how to get up for a quarterback. But like if they go defense at fifteen, they're getting a game changer. If they pick fifteen, they're going Micah Parsons. Plain and simple. He'll be there. He should be there. They, they'll they will take Micah Parsons at fifteen if they stay at fifteen. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think they're staying at 15. Draft up. Screw over Atlanta. Give them, like, nothing for the fourth pick. For the second but, time. For the second, second time. time. We're gonna, you heard it here. We're going to trade with Atlanta. We're going to take their future quarterback. Bring me Justin Fields. I'd rather Mac Jones, but he won't be there. San Francisco's going to take him. Bring me Justin Fields. Bring me the future. I need more Super Bowls. I need more winning. I'm, I'm done with losing. It's been, it was one season, and I'm really over it. Uh, Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode 202. CouchGuysports.com, all the written content. Of course, follow the, the whole network on Twitter at CouchGuysports. You can't follow us because we're still banned. Um, but hey, whatever. iTunes, Spotify, we're above you, Twitter. Get over it. Um, yeah, it was a good show. Al, we'll be back next week. We will. Probably, we plan on having a third chair next week. TBD on who it's going to be. Yeah, uh, we'll be back fun. next week. And we'll, uh, we'll probably talk some more Red Sox baseball because that's what Al and I do. Um, and we'll hopefully be talking about more good pages. Drafts right around the corner, guys. It's coming. And we got something fun coming. So just be aware and stay tuned. We got draft stuff coming. We got baseball stuff coming between me and Al, which I think Al knows what I'm talking about. I do. Um, I do. Just stay tuned. It's all good stuff. It's all fun. Uh, until next week, Al, it was fun. Good show, bud. Jared. Good show. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. We'll, uh, we'll talk next week for episode 203. Until then. See you, guys. Oh, wait. Shit. Thank you.